Welcome to the Soul of Islam radio podcast with Ahmed Saqamini and Emil Ihsan Alexander Turabi. This is episode number 8 of season number 1. My name is Ahmed and I'm a researcher in atomic molecular optical physics, a spoken word artist and deeply committed to sharing the fundamental connection between science and spirituality with our community and beyond. Ihsan is a lifelong student of Islamic spirituality and the founder and creator of the highly acclaimed Islamic meditation and eternal warrior way programs. He is a spiritual coach, writer, and speaker committed to the evolution of consciousness within the global community. The Soul of Islam radio podcast is dedicated to sharing the deeper dimension of Islam and supporting your personal growth and spiritual development. Today's podcast is a very special one. Here at the Soul of Islam Radio, we will take the opportunity to honor the light of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Peace and blessings be upon him. Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was a prophet, messenger, leader. He was a father since he had married he has influenced the lives of many people across the world and across many generations and has been recognized to do so by many people many scientists philosophers and religious leaders in 1978 a jewish american astrophysicist known as michael j hart wrote a book on the 100 most influential people in human history And the individual who took rank number 1 was Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam peace and blessings be upon him. So inshallah we will take this podcast to honor his life, his message, his spiritual teachings and his influence. And of course joining me today is my brother Ihsan. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. This very well may be the most important podcast we do because it is upon the light of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam khatam al-anbiya the crown and seal of the prophets the messengers from the almighty sent to guide humanity back to their true selves to their source and to their highest potential and as you mentioned Ahmad subhanallah even non-muslims who objectively look at human history and the lives of influential human beings can't but affirm that the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the single most influential human being in human history napoleon hill in his book think and grow rich after exposing all the secrets of the most successful most enlightened human beings on the planet at the top of his list as the perfect example actually mentions that the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the greatest example of human success and the greatness of a human being does not come from themselves it does not come from their self but the true greatness of a human being comes from their creator who is supporting them with his divine light and we are all forgetful human beings that is one of the quality of an insan so we all need reminders so we invite you the listeners to invoke salawat on muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam every time his name is mentioned in this podcast inshallah So let us begin with a few ayats, few verses from the Quran Al-Karim. 
أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة للعالمين قل إنما يوحى إلي أنما إلهكم إله واحد فهل أنتم مسلمون؟ Translation And we have not sent you, O Muhammad, except as a mercy to the worlds. Say, it is only revealed to me in the form of divine inspiration that your God is but one God. So will you be Muslims in submission to him? That is from Surah Al-Anbiya, chapter 21, verses 107 and 108. Let us look at the beautiful meanings of these verses. Allah is very clear in what he had sent us. He says that he sent Muhammad sallallahu the most perfect human being, the most perfect saint, as mercy upon mankind. It is said that the rahmah of Allah has a hundred parts, and one of them, one of those parts has descended upon this universe, upon this world that we are in. And it is beautiful to know and to remind ourselves that ar-Rahmah of Allah, the mercy of Allah, is at the forefront of all of his attributes. And that the fact that he sent Muhammad as this mercy is good news to every human being in the sense that he has sent it to remind us of the possibility of an awakening in this world to His Divine Presence. That is mercy in itself. In the next verse, verse 108, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to say this to His people. He says, let them know that what you are receiving from me, from Allah, is but divine inspiration which is known in Arabic as Al-Wahi. Now, Al-Wahi only comes with prophets. And the Wahi, that form of divine inspiration, has ended with Prophet Muhammad wasallam. So let's make that clear. Now, saintly power, that's completely different. And that has been passed on from Muhammad wasallam to many generations after him. But Al-Wahi has ended with Muhammad wasallam, And he received this divine inspiration from Allah to say to the people that your God is but one God. So we see in the beginning that Allah sent Muhammad as mercy to mankind, but immediately after we are reminded of the message of Muhammad the message of all the prophets that came before him, that there is no God but God, the God, Allah. And the verse ends with a question to the people. فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ are you Muslims? Meaning, are you submissive to this idea, to this belief that there is one God? Have you surrendered your mind, your consciousness, your self to this belief of La ilaha illallah? Brother Ahsan, what such beautiful reminders are in these verses? Absolutely. Allahumma salli ala Sayyid Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Light is mercy. Light is love. If we look at our world, the greatest source of mercy for our lives 
is the light that comes to us, to this planet, to this creation from the sun. No life would be possible on earth were it not for the light of the sun, the warmth of the sun, and the energy of the sun. And in the same way, the Prophet Muhammad was known as a light. Allah refers to his light, his own divine light, in Surah An-Nur, as a light placed in a lamp, in a niche, and so on. Very beautiful poetic verses. And many scholars, many ulama have expounded and understood that this is a reference to the Prophet Muhammad the perfect vehicle, the perfect vessel for the divine light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet Muhammad came as a light, as a source of guidance, love, mercy, and compassion to the world, to creation, to all of creation, to all worlds. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. The light of Muhammad, the nur of Muhammad, also known as a nur al-Muhammadi. It is not only a metaphor, but it is a reality of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is said that before Allah, the God, created this universe, you know, the heavens, the earth, and everything in between it, he created the nur, the light of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We know that Allah chose to bring forth a creation so that that creation can know him. But the nur of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah said that it is the reason for Allah to create this universe. We see a chain. Now when Allah created the nur, the light of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he placed it underneath his throne. I invite you to imagine this with your minds. The light of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam adorned, it embraced, it embellished the throne of Allah. And it is also said that his light was created before Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam. In other narrations, it is also said that it was created in between um, the creation of the physical reality of Adam and the spiritual reality of Sayyidina Adam. We also know from narrations that when Allah created Adam alayhi salam, he inspired Adam to ask a question. Why did you give me this name? Almost saying, why did you create me? And he invited Adam السلام, to look up. And when he did, he saw that light that was adorning the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was beyond mesmerized. And Adam السلام, was taken by what he saw and he asked Allah, what is this light? And he told him that this was the light of Muhammad وسلم, the seal of all prophets. And then he took this light from the throne and he placed it in his forehead in the forehead of Adam That light traveled across many generations, from one prophet to the next, all the way to Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, to his son Ismail Ishmael and then became apparent in the physical form of Muhammad There was also a time when Allah drew mankind, every human being that was going to live upon this earth and he brought them to a plane where they witnessed Allah. They witnessed the divine presence. They were in it. And Allah asked the question. He said, am I not your Lord? And we know that the first soul to answer was the soul of Muhammad وسلم, where he said, yes, indeed. We see this light in the way that he lived his life. We see it in his character. 
his relationships with people, his message. This light is also attached with the invocations of salawat. What sort of inspirations enter your heart when you hear about the light of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, brother Hassan? Allah Almighty first created the light of the Prophet sallallahu and this is known as Nur al-Nabi, as you mentioned. This light is the reality of creation. It is from that light that Allah created creation. And that light was most perfectly manifest in the human being, Sayyidina Muhammad The Holy Prophet was the perfect abd, the perfect servant, the most perfect servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was so clear, so pure, so internally cleansed and empty of self and of ego that nothing but that divine light of Allah shone through him. Of all humanity, his being was in the most perfect state of surrender and submission to Allah's will. And this is clearly evident throughout every instance in his life. And the Prophet ﷺ said of all the names, the titles that he had been given, the one dearest to him was Abdullah, the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The perfect servant, the humblest servant. He ﷺ represents human potential. It is that divine potential that Allah created humanity with most perfectly manifest in a human being. The Prophet ﷺ completely transcended physical reality, physical creation. We know that Sayyidina Isa Jesus walked on water through his extreme love, selflessness, purity. He transcended gravity and was able to walk on water, a manifest miracle. The Prophet Muhammad transcended all physical creation from complete emptiness and selflessness. He transcended not only all of physical creation, but all of spiritual creation and traveled through his soul, through his spirituality to a place where even angels could not go. Conscious and awake in the Divine Presence. When he was ascending to the throne of Allah, to the Divine Presence of Allah in Laylatul Isra wal Maraj, there came a point where even Jibreel السلام, the Archangel Gabriel said, Ya Rasulullah, I cannot go any further. If I go any further, my light will be extinguished. I will be annihilated. From here, you must go alone. And the Prophet وسلم, continued to ascend. What is that light, that reality of the Prophet وسلم, that could subsist, that could exist, that could be in the presence of Allah? and not be completely annihilated, dissolved, extinguished. He most perfectly cleansed and emptied himself of all attachment, of all dunya, of all density. He was so clear, so pure, so transparent from density that nothing but that divine light shone through him. And we know from narrations that the Prophet ﷺ did not even cast a shadow. There's one narration in which Sita Aisha anha, was in the dark and she dropped a needle and she was struggling to find it in the darkness. And the Prophet ﷺ walked in and moved his hand, and from the light that shone from his being, she was easily able to find the needle in the darkness. And then she said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of God, how beautiful is your light and your beauty, and how blessed are they who are your community. And then the Prophet ﷺ was sad, and he said, I am sad for those who will not be able to see me on the day of resurrection. And Sidna Aisha asked, Ya Rasulullah, who are they who will not be able to see you on the day of resurrection? And he said, those who are miserly. And she then asked, who are the miserly? And he وسلم, said, they who hear my name or my mention and withhold from sending salawat upon my soul. The Prophet وسلم, was a luminous being. We, generally as human beings, are so trapped in materialism and in identification with form, with density, with matter, that we are veiled from our own reality, that divine soul that Allah placed in our beings, 
The Prophet was a perfect example, a perfect realization of that divine potential. And his path, his way, is the way of light. The way of the Prophet is the way that leads humanity to their greatest divine potential. It's the way that leads a human being to their true selves. And that's why he said, or it's narrated that he said, that they who know themselves, who truly know themselves, are they who know their Lord. The path, the way of the Prophet Muhammad is the path of transformation. It's a path of metamorphosis. It's the evolution of the human being from a physical creature trapped in a lower state of consciousness to a fully realized and awakened human spiritual being. This is human potential. The Prophet was so perfectly annihilated in that divine presence, so empty of self, that Allah saw it fit to put his name next to his name. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu and this is what is inscribed upon that holy divine throne of Allah, Al-Arsh al It's important for us as Muslims to remember that Islam is a living religion, led by a living prophet, a living messenger. The way has always been a living one. And to become a Muslim, to be a Muslim, one must continually affirm, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. There is no God but Allah, and that the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, the last of the great prophets, the completion, the culmination of all the prophets is the way to Allah, the doorway into the divine presence. To be a Muslim, we don't say La ilaha illallah, Al-Quran kitabullah. We say Muhammad Rasulullah. And to reduce or trivialize the role of the Prophet in Islam is to diminish Islam. It's to not realize Islam. There can be no Islam without the Prophet Muhammad The greatest believers ever to have walked upon the earth were known as the companions of the Prophet Muhammad the Sahaba. What made them so great? What made them so beautiful? What made them so perfect? Other than the fact that they were ashab beside the Muhammad companions of the Prophet. They didn't study in isolation. They didn't learn Islam from a book. All they did was accompany the messenger. And through his light, through his being, they absorbed those divine attributes and qualities. They were purified by his light. And the tabin from them. And the tabi tabin from them. And that's why it's so important in Islamic spirituality to be connected to a living lineage, a living chain of transmission that can be traced back to the Prophet of purified human beings that are still carrying the light of the Prophet The Messenger said that the ulama, al-ulama warath al-anbiya, that the ulama, the men of knowledge, are the inheritors of the Prophets, meaning that there will be people continuing after him till the end of this age, end of this world who will be inheriting that prophetic light. Who are they? He referred to them as al-ulama, the men of knowledge. Now, it's important to remember that at that time, there was no organized institution of scholarship known as the ulama as we have today. There was no Al-Azhar University or Medina University or any other universities. When the Prophet ﷺ said ulama, or alam, a man, a human being of knowledge, he was referring to a person of knowledge, spiritual knowledge, a person of insight, a person of wisdom, understanding, comprehension, experience. He was not making a reference to someone who has a degree from any particular university or institution of knowledge. He was referring to human beings who had realized truth, who had purified themselves, and were able to receive from that divine light, from his presence, from the presence of Allah. And I want to just emphasize that in Islam, it is necessary, it's important, it's essential, it's vital to have a real and living relationship with the Prophet He said that when you, when one of my ummah 
send salawat upon my soul. Allah sends my soul back to my body so that I can reply to his salam and that he will respond with 10 times as much barakah that we can send. Allah commands in the Quran and says, Inna Allahu wa malaikatahu yusalun ala nabi Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu salu alayhi wa salimu taslima that Allah and his angels are sending salawat upon the soul of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu O you who believe, send salawat, connect with the soul of the Prophet sallallahu He's the bridge. When Allah reveals himself, he doesn't reveal himself in a book. He doesn't reveal himself in words or through an angel. He reveals himself through the perfection of a human being. And the prophets were always the bridges, the doorways to the divine presence. Without a prophet, without a messenger, we have no qibla. There's no way to know which direction is Allah, spiritually speaking, metaphorically speaking. The Prophet ﷺ was connected. He was in the Divine Presence. He had one face towards Allah's Divine Presence and one face towards creation. He had one foot in the Divine Presence and one foot in this world. And he was the means, the wasila for humanity to again reach their source, to return to their source. And his light would be so brilliant, so powerful, so beautiful, that before him Allah sent Sayyidina Isa, Jesus salam, and humanity would make the mistake of worshipping their Prophet so that it would not happen with Muhammad wasallam. The companions loved the Prophet wasallam so much that they would often say, Ya Rasulullah, may we be sacrificed for you. May we be martyred for you. It was an expression of love, meaning that I love you more than I love myself. And the Prophet wasallam said, not from ego, but from a place of truth, that none of you truly believe until you love me more than you love yourselves. Why? Because love of him was love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Love of his light was the love of the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah preserves his religion, he doesn't preserve it in a book, in a written form, in any form. He preserves it in the hearts of human beings. The early people who had memorized the Quran were known as Hufaz al-Quran. Allah preserved the way, the message in the hearts of human beings. It was only in the caliphate of Sayyidina Osman that the Quran was compiled in a written, in a form, in a book. And even then they were afraid there was a division as to whether we should do this or not. But it came necessary to preserve it because many hafaz were dying. Yet the reality was always preserved in the hearts of human beings. To truly believe in Allah, we must believe in the Prophet Muhammad and in his inheritors. That is the proof of Allah. Living proof of Allah. Not a book, not words, but a living, breathing human being perfected in the way. When we talk about Islam... We have to remember that Islam is not a materialist religion. It is not a materialist path. It is a spiritual one. Islam is a path to divine realities. And we lose it when we trivialize the religion and minimize it. We lose its purpose and its value when we take out the spirituality from Islam. Islam is a path that leads to the fulfillment, the completion, the perfection of human potential. And the perfection of human potential is beyond physical form. The way of the Prophet leads humanity to the realization, the making real of that divine potential, that we are spiritual beings, beings of light, not beings of physical crude matter. And it is a path that frees and liberates our consciousness from the density of this world. And the entire life and experience and practice and way of the Prophet led to that freedom from dunya. He was a zahid, an ascetic, a spiritual ascetic. The light the reality of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and this reality was seen was conceived 
by some individuals during his time and after his departure from this physical world. Now, there is a beautiful story, and I'll keep this short, about a man from Yemen. He was a scholar, he was a saint, and he was also a martyr and a sahaba. His name was Uwais al-Qarni. He's from Yemen, and barakallah with the people of Yemen. So Uwais al-Qarni kept having dreams, recurring dreams of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And time passed, and he felt this need to go and visit him. He wanted to see the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in person. Now Uwais, may Allah be pleased with him, had so much respect for his mother. He was so obedient. And he told her, I would like to go on a trip to go visit the Prophet And she said, sure. But she gave him peculiar instructions. She said, when you get there, if you were to arrive at his house, don't go to the masjid. And if you go to his masjid, don't go to his house. He kept that in mind. He went to go visit. And when he got there, he had to make that decision. And he ended up going to where he lived. And he knocked on the door. And the wife of Muhammad opened the door. And he asked her, is the Prophet, is Rasulullah here? And she said, no, he's not. He's praying at the masjid. Now imagine, this man has been dreaming of Muhammad for such a long time. He made such a long trip from Yemen to go see him. But now because of his obedience and his respect towards his mother, he couldn't go to the masjid. Those were the instructions. So when he remembered that, he asked the wife of Prophet Muhammad well, can you describe him to me? And he actually asked that question to every individual who had met the Prophet Muhammad Anytime he had met somebody who knew the Prophet, he would ask him, could you please describe him to me? Because he kept seeing him in his dreams. So he asked the wife of Prophet describe him to me. And she did. After she finished, he paused and he said, you're incorrect. Now imagine, she's the wife of Muhammad She was taken by this. She said, how, how could you say this? I'm his wife. I know him. I live with him. So to her, he came off as very rude. And he was certain that those descriptions didn't fit the descriptions that he saw in his dreams. So he left. Muhammad was coming back from the masjid. And la ilaha illallah. He saw his knocks on the door. And he asked his wife, who was here? And she told him, she told him the story. This rude man came and he asked me to describe you to him. And I did. And he said, no, you're incorrect and so forth. And Muhammad وسلم, said, no, calm down, calm down. This man who came, he was actually right. He was correct. And she said, how is this true, Ya Rasulullah? How can this be true? I see you right in front of me right now. And he told her, turn around and grab me my shal. Shal is something that they used to wear on their waists. It's like almost like a belt. So she went to grab the shal. And as she was turning around to face Muhammad she was completely blown away by what she saw. She saw the reality, the spiritual form of Muhammad She saw him for who he really is. And right there and then she knew that that man was correct. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the most perfect human being, was sent here to remind us of the possible awakening in this world. It is very possible for every human being to establish a connection with him all the way to the Divine Presence. 
It is possible to emulate his character. It is possible to live the way that he lived, to ascend to spiritual stations, to be selfless. You know, when we look at a pond and we see something known as the ripple effect, it's completely beautiful. You see this continuous propagation of radio waves across a pond. It's seamless. And one time I was near a pond and I saw this ripple effect and I was reminded of something very beautiful. I realized that it's not this ripple that makes this effect so beautiful, but rather what caused it. It takes one small object, even one drop of water, to hit the surface to cause this propagation of radial waves. That right there is the reality of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. His ripple affected generations with his knowledge, with his way of life, with his character, with his leadership, with his humility. That is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He affected every human being, Muslim and non-Muslim, until today. It is this light that we need to find. It is this light that we need to seek. The Muhammadan character is what we all need to emulate. He's at the apex of perfect character. If you know who he is, just by name, be thankful. Be thankful that you lived to have the awareness to know Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Musa alayhi salam wished to be amongst his people many times when he was having these conversations with Allah. Appreciate what he went through to give us this message, this jewel that many of us have put on the shelf. Each and every one of us is looking for something. Many of us are looking for it in the physical world, in this materialistic way of life. We are constantly looking for it. Some of us realize later on in life that nothing from this world will fulfill us deep inside. This fulfillment will only come with the realization of this jewel, of this mercy, of this light that was sent in the form of a perfect human being, Muhammad We as Muslims must do our best, must continually strive and struggle to truly live in the footsteps of the Prophet to truly represent him and Islam and thus the Creator who sent and revealed this path, this religion, this way. It's not sufficient. It's not enough for us simply to identify ourselves as Muslims. The Prophet said, I was but sent to perfect excellence of character. I was but sent but to perfect human character. That is the way of the Prophet Human evolution, cultural evolution, the perfection of human existence on earth. We're not Muslims because we observe rituals or believe certain things or say certain things. That's just the starting point. That's what's meant to lead us to the best of human character. Islam is not just five prayers, fasting, zakat, hajj, shahada. That's just the beginning. Islam is the perfection of you as a human being. Islam is the awakening of your soul, the awakening of your heart, the realization of your potential. Islam is change, it's transformation. Islam is evolution. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is less interested in what you think and believe and more interested in what you are. 
it doesn't matter if we claim to be Muslims or believe in this and this and that. What matters is the degree of love and light that flows through our existence on earth. Why do the companions of the Prophet love him so much? They weren't intellectually convinced of his prophethood. They loved him because of the beauty of his being, the perfection of his light that shone through them, that shone through his heart and into their souls. They loved him for his humility, his compassion, his love, his forgiveness. If we claim to be Muslim, let us follow in the footsteps of the Prophet Let us do our best and struggle against ourselves, jihad and nafs, to purify ourselves of everything that is negative, of everything that is dark. If we claim to be Muslim, let us purify ourselves of anger, of fear, of greed, of jealousy, of covetousness, of envy, of hatred, of bitterness, of resentment. Let us walk in the footsteps of the Prophet and be free from the darkness of the lower self, from depression, from despondency, from hopelessness. The light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala flows through the heart of the Prophet and to us. And when that light fills our beings, we become beings of light. And it's a beautiful story you narrated, Ahmed, regarding Sayyidina Awais, one of the companions of the Prophet who never actually physically saw the Prophet. He was a Sahaba that never actually physically saw the Prophet Yet at the end of his life, the Prophet told some of his companions to take his jubba, his cloak, to this man named Uwais in Yemen. He described where they would find him. And the transference of the cloak, the, the robes the, of the Prophet, is a symbol of spiritual authority. The transference of spiritual authority. And there's since then known in Islam as the Uwaisi connection, which is a connection with the Prophet that transcends time and space. Souls don't die. Souls are eternal. Especially the souls of prophets, saints, martyrs. Allah says in the Quran, they are alive, but you perceive it not. And once liberated from the physical body, they transcend time and space. It is the perfection of a human being to realize that in this life, as did the Prophet And throughout history, schools of Islamic spirituality have taught how to establish this Uwaisi connection with the Prophet to become one of his companions, to become one of his ahbab, one of his beloveds. Shan Akshpan said, that the way Islamic spirituality is in companionship, it's in association with. That through that association we absorb, we learn, we change, we transform. Modern personal development teaches that the fastest way to change and growth and development is through association. That who you associate with is who you become. And we have the opportunity to associate with the inheritors of the Prophet who are perfect inheritors of his light and his way and the Prophet's spirituality. Again, Napoleon Hill in his work calls this the invisible counselor's technique. He realized that he could connect to the spirituality of people who were no longer around physically. And it gave him great inspiration. And he writes in his book that he realized things that he never could have realized except through their knowledge, through the knowledge of their souls. Who better to connect to? Who better to associate with? Who better to be with than the soul of the Prophet May Allah send blessings and mercy and peace upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He came with Islam. Islam, the act of surrendering, of letting go, of submitting to the idea 
to the belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one in control, that there's no God but Him. What is interesting about the way we live is that we fall into the belief that we are all in control. Now, when we have conversations with Muslims and even people from a different faith, the majority of them will not disagree with this idea that the God, the God is the only one who is in control. But we stop there. Where do the roots of those statements end in our hearts? How much of that statement do we believe that we are not in control? You know, our consciousness, our awareness of everything around us, the fact that we can move our limbs, everything that we do in our lives are only a consequence of what is inside our physical bodies. When the spirit is blown into man, man becomes aware. Man begins to move, begins to live. And we can go a lot deeper into this very idea that no human being is in control of anything. Now, the belief that you are not in control, keep this in mind. There was a time when Muhammad وسلم, was with one of his companions. His name was Mu'adh. And he told Mu'adh to come closer. He wanted to tell him something. And he said, Mu'adh, I love you. And then he said, so please never forget to recite this after the end of each salat. Now, salat, the essence of the word salat, it comes from the root word sila, which means connection. At the end of each connection that you make with the Divine Presence, remember to recite this. Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. This is so profound for two reasons. And the first being is that in this advice, he told him to recite the following. O oh Allah, O oh, the God, help me remember you and help me to thank you and help me to perfect my worship of you, Ya Allah. We, the human beings who are not in control, always need help. We need Allah's guidance to move forward in life. When we sit there in isolation and we perform the act of dhikr, remembrance of Allah, the main objective is to focus on your own voice, firstly, but ultimately to reflect on the meaning of what you're saying every time you repeat the dhikr, such as Allah or La ilaha illallah or salawat ala Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa But it is very difficult for almost all of us to be in that state, to continuously remember Allah and not lose focus. So Muhammad sallallahu said, ask Allah to help you to remember, to keep you constantly aware. You know, if we are on the freeway, we're driving somewhere, if we don't have constant awareness of the right and left lane, what happens? Many of us will look at our phone, just for one second you will find yourself swerved to the left or to the right. Without this constant awareness of Allah, without this constant awareness of what is around you, you will deter off the path, off the spiritual path. The only power that we have is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're not capable of doing anything without Him. So we have to seek His help, His guidance, His strength, His wisdom, His help to live. 
Now, what is also beautiful about what Muhammad sallallahu said was what he started with. He said, Ya Mu'ad, I love you. And then he shared this advice with him to constantly be aware of Allah, to always thank Him, and to perfect every act of worship is linked, is associated with the love of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Do you want Muhammad والسلام, to love you, to have that same relationship that he had with Mu'ad? Then remember Allah and thank Him and perfect every action that you do in your life. You mentioned that Salah comes from the root word meaning to connect. And SubhanAllah, when we were standing in the Divine Presence and praying and worshipping Allah, and at the end of that prayer we sit down and we make shahada and tashahud and say, Ashadun la ilaha illallah wa ashadun muhammadun abduhu wa rasuluh. And then we say, As-salamu alayka ayyuhal nabiyyu wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh wa ala ibadullahi salihin. We are literally sitting in prayer saying, Peace and blessings be upon you, O Messenger of Allah, and upon the pious. This connection to the Prophet is essential for spiritual development, true spiritual development, and the perfection of our beings. And I would simply suggest two things for us as Muslims, as believers. Number one, follow the Prophet Follow in his footsteps, walk the path that he walked to human perfection and self-purification. It's not enough for us to simply identify with Islam or with beliefs or with ideas or with concepts. Let us perfect our beings, our character. And number two, enjoy the remembrance of the Prophet and send salawat ala Nabi as often as you can, as much as you like, and establish that connection with his being, with his soul, with his spirituality. We go through this in much more detail in the Islamic meditation program. This practice has been historically known as murabita, and this connection to the Prophet opens a pathway, a channel, a pipeline of divine light to reach us, to flow into our beings, to purify, cleanse, and transform us from within. May Allah bless us all and keep us sincerely and in humility upon the way and the path of the Prophet Sayyidina Muhammad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you and He wants your success, your happiness, your joy. He wants your success both in this life and the next. And He revealed this path, this way, al-Islam, as a gift. Allah does not need our worship. The Prophet does not need our remembrance or our salawat upon Him. But these are gifts for us, tools for us to take advantage of, to become better human beings, to become perfected human beings, to realize our potential. Be happy and be grateful. Your happiness is also a form of worship and an affirmation of your belief in Allah. The Muslim, the believer, must be happy. So inshallah, tonight or after you have listened to this episode, make ablution, make wudu, isolate yourself, and immerse yourself in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and invoke blessings and peace upon the soul of the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam to help you get in that state, focus on your voice, then on the true meanings of what you're really saying, then inshallah, you will find yourself in the divine presence after you have established that connection with the Prophet And to help you, we recommend a book known as Dala'ilu al-Khayrat wa shawariqu al-anwar fi dhikri salati ala al-nabiyyil which means the waymarks of the benefits and the brilliant burst of lights in the remembrance of blessings 
on the chosen Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This book is divided in seven sections, each section for one day of the week. In it are contained beautiful salawat, also the many names of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It'll invite the light of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to surround you, to enter your own being. Insha'Allah, we'll provide a link to a PDF online of Dala'ilul Khairat in this episode's description. This brings us to the end of this episode. May Allah bless each and every one of you for tuning in and listening. When the Prophet ﷺ arrived and appeared, it was an age of jahiliyyah, an age of ignorance, an age of unconsciousness. We live in such an age again now in this world. And it was the light of the Prophet ﷺ that transformed the world and created a culture and civilization that was based in divine light and divine knowledge. It will again be the light and the love of the Prophet ﷺ that will revive this ummah. The spirituality of the Prophet ﷺ that will revive our hearts, our souls, our culture, and our community. Nothing can be more necessary. And with that, we wish you a blessed evening, morning, day. May Allah's blessings and divine support, and the support and barakah and nur of his angels and his anbiya, his awliya, his Prophet be with you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. And to continue supporting the Soul of Islam Radio, please do the following. Like our page at facebook.com forward slash soul of Islam Radio. Make sure to subscribe. Please give us a review and a rating in iTunes or any of the services that you may come across. Any contributions or donations uh, on our website, soulofislamradio.com, would be much appreciated. And lastly, please recommend to your family and friends. We encourage you to visit our website at soulofislamradio.com. There you will find a free multimedia course to help you rediscover the spiritual dimension of Islam. You'll also find subscription links to services such as iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, links to our personal blogs and social media profiles, and a form for you, the listeners, to send us feedback and any suggestions that you may have for future episodes. To help you acquire a state of stillness and meditation, we encourage that you visit islamicmeditation.com. And with that, may the peace and the mercy of the divine be upon you all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.